Today's daf is daf Ayin Ches, page seventy-eight in the Hilgim Masechus Kedushin. We pick up on the top Omar Rav Yehuda, two lines from the top of the Omar. Omar Rav Yehuda, Kain Gadol Ba'amona. All right, we got it. Two lines from the top Ayin Ches and Aleph. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, Abraham, we're good. Beauty. All right. Here you go, Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says, "Kain Gadol Ba'amona." If Kain Gadol marries an Almona, like Eshtayim, he's going to two sets of Malkus. First, because the negative transgression, which says you're not allowed to take her in marriage. And also the transgression is that you turned into a chalala. Oh, two isurim, two sets of malchus. Uh, it says the Gemara, give him three sets. Also give him malchus because you're not allowed to, it's a negative transgression, to make little chalalim uh, running around. It says the Gemara, yeah, where he didn't have a gemarbiya, he didn't consummate his marriage yet. But it seems from the Gemara that once he does consummate his marriage with relations, we'll give him a third set of Malkus. Add it to the tab afterwards. Masav Rabba. Rabba asked the challenging question. Almonu Grusha. If you have a kind Gadol who marries a woman who at, what po- at one point was divorced and at another point was widowed. So she was married to two guys. One's not here. One she was divorced. One, she's divorced. one marriage she was divorced from. The other one she was widowed from. And now a kind Gadol marries her. So he's marrying a woman. See, some people get a lot of titles after their name because they have a lot of degrees from college. She has a lot of titles from her marriages. Yeah? So says Rava, Laika Mishum Shnei He's going to get Malchus because of both Grusha and Almana. My love Shnei It seems you're only going to get Malchus for these two things and not because you're making any, any uh, Chalalim over here. Okay? Now, according to what you're saying... He should get four sets of Malkus. You know why? First of all, she is a Grusha. Secondly, she's an Almana. Thirdly, you're making her a Chalala. Fourthly, you're making the kids Chalala. Says, you want to light Shnei Shemais al Zeh? Okay. He's, he's uh, obligated for two, four each. Yeah, on, but because of. He's over on, on uh, Almana and Grusha because of Layikach. And also, I want a Grusha because of Leichal. Yehachi Emesiva say that to the Mishnah. Grusha vechalutz of a Kayin. A regular Kayin marries a woman who's both a Grusha vechalutz and a Chayin belachas. It's one set of Malkus. I. Why is there one set of Malkus according to what we're saying? And Shita Shibhuda according to Rebbe's opinion, he should get multiple sets of Malkus. Says the Gemara, Hachi Gamar. What we mean is in a Chayin belachas loylem shnei shemus. That even though he's in one set of Malkus, he's. I'm, I'm sorry. That he's going to get Malkus for each one. But he's still obligated twice, both because he got married to a Grusha. That was number one. It says in the Torah, don't get married. And the other one is, you're turned to into a Chalolo when you had relations. So like this, even by a regular Kohen who marries a divorcee, there's two separate sets of Malkus. Why? Because you get Malkus for each negative transgression. So here you go. A Kohen marries a divorcee. He puts a ring on her finger, Malkus. Because it says, Lo yikach, you can't take her. Right away, lashes. Then, they have relations. What happened then? He made her a chalala. So you're going to get an additional set of malchus by the consummation of the marriage. 
The Chalutza de Rabbonon, says the Gemara, is the Isra of Chalutza de Rabbonon. About time I learned to write a Grusha in the other Grusha. I only know that a Grusha divorcee cannot marry a Kayin. Chalutza, I mean, I had no Kayin, cannot marry a divorcee either, a Chalutza either. Talmud Leimar Ve'isha, and any woman who's in this category, okay, even a Chalutza, is not allowed to be married to a Kayin, okay? So you see from over here that the Din Chalutza is Aser. Uh, even midiraisa, it's not only midrabonan. Says you want to know, it is midrabonan ukra asmachta baalma. It's a rabbinic decree that the kain cannot marry a chalutza. Aye, but what about the pasuk that we just mentioned? Chalutza minayin tamalamer viisha. He says the word viisha is giving support for the rabbinic decree. See, there's two ways that the rabbana make a a uh, more, more than two, but two primary ways the rabbana make a decree. Either they make a decree a decree. To protect an Isser Dairaisa, or they'll make a decree because they've kind of darshaned it, but it's not a drush in a way where it's becoming biblical. It's not a biblical uh, uh, thing over here. It's we made a decree and we found Sukkim to support the fact that we made a decree. But does it remain rabbinic? Yes, it remains rabbinic. Okay. Amr Abaye, Abaye says, What about like this? Kidesh Laika Baal Laika. When he puts a ring on her finger, he gets Malkus. When he has relations with her, he gets Malkus. Why by both? So far so good? Yeah, look good. You got it, it's a transgression for taking her. Why did he get Malkus if he put two rings on her finger? Because it says in the Torah, Lo Yikach. You're not allowed to take a, a divorcee from the fact that you even if, took her in marriage is a transgression. If you. Uh, you put a ring on a woman's finger, you're... It's called taking her. That's a Kenyan? That's a Kenyan? Yep. Yeah. You don't have to do anything else? No. Kesef shtar ubiya. If I married a woman but Kesef, I made a kid. No, but that's what I'm asking. Correct. That's what I'm asking. So the answer is, yes, it's called a kicha, it's called a taking, even as soon as I gave her Kesef. So that itself is a transgression. Then the Torah says, Lo yechalel. You're not allowed to turn a woman into a halala. The halacha is, a kain who marries a divorcee, renders her a halala. If you give a woman a star, you're over the river. If it's a kain and divorcee, correct. Kain divorcee, correct. Now, if they now go and have relations, he's over an additional avera of rendering her a halala. She's not a halala when he marries her. They've just transgressed. Her name Halala comes after after uh, relations. Once they have intercourse. So Kesef, we're saying Kesef, Shai, and Bia are married. Yeah. If it's a kid, even though he hasn't lived with her. He doesn't live with her. Yeah. Him. Exactly. That's the Chiddush of it, right? So says the Gemara. Abai says, Kidesh, as soon as he marries her, like it. You got Malkus just for that. Baal, then he has relations with her, also like it. He's going to get lashes for that. Rava Amar. Rava. You know, Abai and Rava are all, are all over the place, right? Do you know the, the cousins? You know, whenever we see Rabbi Yechen Rish Lakish, I say his beloved brother in law. Abai and Rava were cousins. They're cousins. Yeah? I know they're cousins. Gemara says they're both descendants of Eli. 
They're both descendants of Eli. They both came from Eli. And the descendants of Eli usually died at age 20. But Abai and Rava, one lived till 40, one lived till 60. And the one that lived longer, I think it was Abai, lived till 60, is because he was Isaac and Tyra and Gemilas Chasadim. So you see, Gemilas Chasadim extends a person's life. But Abai and Rava were cousins. So Rava, Amar Rava says, Baal, when he puts a ring on her finger, like he gets Malchus just for that. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Rava says like Yale wanted to say. And that is, Baal, if they have relations, then like, that's when you get the two sets of Malchus. But let's say he never had relations with her. Ain't like it. You're not going to get any Malchus. Yeah, exactly. Just for the Kenyan. You're not going to get, says Rava. Why? Mishum Dechsev, God says in the Pasuk, Lo yikach v'lo yechalal. Don't take and then make her a halala. Which means, says the Torah, Why am I telling you not to marry her? So you don't turn her into a halala. But if you never perform the reason of you won't get Malchus just on putting a ring on her finger or for giving her a star. Okay? Give it again. Abai we got. Right, Abai says you're going to get Malchus for the acquisition and Malchus for the Bia. <coughs> Rava says no. You only, if you have Bia with her, we'll give you two Malchus. But if you don't have Bia, none. Why? Why? Because it says in the Pasuk, Lo yikach velo yichala. Don't take her so that you don't profane her. But says Rava, if you ever take her without profaning her, that's not the full transgression and therefore we're not going to give you Malchus. Okay. Umayda Abai agrees with Maxir Grushosei. When somebody is being Maxir Grushosei, it takes back a wife that he divorced who remarried in the meantime. Shem Kiddush Baal Let's say you have Rachel and Leah are married. They get divorced. Rachel and Leah. What am I mean? Yaakov and Leah are married. They get divorced. Leah goes and marries Reuven. They get divorced. Leah now marries Yaakov again. What's the halacha? No, no. You're not allowed to. Right. Once, you're div- once the woman you divorced got married to somebody else, you can't take her back. Abai says, true, you can't take her back. But we're not going to give you Malchus until you actually have relations with her. After taking her back. If you put a ring on her finger, say, you're not allowed to, but there's no Malchus. There's no Malchus on that. Why not? Okay? So he's being consistent. Um, no, Abai is being contradictory. Because Abai is the one who said that, that you don't need relations to have married, to, to uh-huh. get Malchus. Here he says you do. So here Abai is agreeing that in this case, you'll only get ma- <coughs> l- uh, lashes if you have relations. Why? Because it says, Lakachta isha. The Torah says you can't take back your divorcee to have relations with her. So until you accomplish that of having relations, the full biblical transgression is not there, but Haleka in this case is not going to be there. Okay. So now we have a case where Abai will agree with Rava. Umayda Rava. And Rava who says that you only get lashes after you have relations, in a normal case, he'll agree. But let's say Kangado marries a widow, she like that even if he just uh, that, that if he has relations and he doesn't marry her, she'll like it. 
you're going to be chayev because leichal zare ba'amar yamar achman abarizuchil. Yeah, by by having relations with her, you turned her into a chal, and therefore, even if you didn't do laikach, let's say a kayan doesn't marry a widow, let's say he just has out of wedlock relations with a widow. So there, everybody will agree, he's chayev malchus because even though he didn't marry her, he made her a chalal. Since he rendered her a chalal, got malchus on that. Okay. Ushnei Maidim, both Abai and Rava agree, B'machzer Grushosei, when somebody takes that back, his wife that he divorced and married somebody else in the meantime, Shembov, like Hidesh, in Laika, that if he had relations without marriage, also you're not going to get Malkus. Directly Kuchin, Asra Teira, because the Teira does not allow you to marry a woman and have relations with her. But if you're just having relations, or you're just marrying her without relations, there's not, it's a transgression, but that's not the uh, love in the Teira, you're not going to receive Malkus. Period. Two dots, back to the Mishnah. Here we go. Rabbi Yudah Rabbi Yudah says, Bas ger zochar, kibas cholol zochar. If, uh, uh, if uh, a person marries the daughter of a, of a convert, the, the father's a convert, so she cannot marry a kayin the same way a uh, daughter of a cholol cannot marry a kayin. Okay? They both, the same way the daughter of a cholol is called a cholola, so a kohen can't marry her. So to the daughter of a male convert is called a gieris, and a kain cannot marry. Tanu lender brayz Rabbi Yudam Rabbi says, "Pas ger zocher gabas chol zocher vadinaisen." And logic will tell us, "Machol shabamitipakshera." Just like a chol, which has been Jewish all along, bitay psula will still say that it, tran- it transmits to his daughter, and his daughter cannot marry a kain. Ger shabamitipakshula. So a convert who originally was not Jewish. And came from parents that were not Jewish. And Adin, how much more so? Shabita Ipsula, that his daughter should not be fit to marry a Kayan. Says the Gemara, that's not a good logic. <laughs> a non-Jewish guy, granted he, he wasn't uh, coming from Jewish seed. However, he was born in a permitted way. However, a Cholol came Yitzhira Her parents were not allowed to, or his parents were not allowed to be together. And maybe the Allah is different. Is different. Why? The same way when a, uh, the Kain Gadol did not come about through an Avera, his daughter is going to be usher to a Kain. So you see, whether or not the father's Jewish doesn't play a role. Again, you're going to get again. The Gemara tried to bring a logic by saying that the daughter of a Chalal should be fit. We want to say she would be fit to a kain Because she came through a kosher marriage. Her father was a chol. Big deal. She, so maybe she could marry a kain. Says the no. If you have a kain gadol who marries an almana, we know that daughter is, is forbidden to marry a kain And her father came from kosher, completely fine lineage. So you see, whether or not the father comes from kosher uh, seed is not going to give us any sort of uh, backing as to whether or, or any information as to whether his daughter can marry a kain. Says Gara Malakain Godobamana. What about a Kangala by Manush Kebiyasa Bavira? Who's be a there it's by an Avera, but by a convert there's no Avera. Says Gara Cholyachiach Vachazra Din, and the cycle keeps repeating itself. The bottom line is each one has a unique uh, common denominator. Uh, or it's not a common, has not, not common, their own denominator, okay, uh, telling me why the why the girl cannot marry a Kayan. 
Hatsana Shoshim, but there, there is a common denominator, She'enam Baraiv Hakol, that um, these kids, th- these uh, girls are not fit to marry a Kayin, but they could marry anybody else, Afani Abiyaz Gera, therefore I'll include a Gera as well, She'enam Baraiv Hakol, he's different than most of the Kahal, okay, because his father wasn't Jewish, and since father wasn't Jewish, he wasn't, his father wasn't fit to marry a Jewish woman, and therefore his daughter is going to be puzzle. his daughter is not going to be allowed to marry a Kayin. Says, I don't like your common denominator. In all those original cases, there's a Tzadavera. Anytime you have a Cholol, or at least the first generation of Cholol, came through a sin, came through a sin. Yeah, Kayin for example, uh, had uh, forbidden relations with a widow, so that's why she's a Chalala, and that's why their their children are are Chalalim. But by a convert, the Ger didn't come from sin. His parents were allowed to be married to each other, so maybe we should allow the children to marry into Kahuna. Says I'll say that the first generation Egyptian convert will prove that just because it came from a permitted relationship is not any sort of factor. Over here, because again, when you have a first generation Egyptian convert who marries a first generation Egyptian convert, there it's a completely permitted marriage, but they're still not allowed to marry into the congregation. The second generation can still not marry in, even though they're coming from a completely permitted place. You see, from the fact that it's permitted, doesn't allow you to marry in. Says the Gemara, but what about a Mitzri Rishon that granted there's no sin in the relations, but they're never they're not allowed to marry into the regular Shidduch pool, but a regular convert that could marry into the Shidduch pool, he's not a Mitzri, so we should say his daughter uh, it doesn't have that issue of marrying a Kayin. says, Din, and again, the Din, the Halachas repeats itself, it goes in a circle, each one has its own unique chiddush, its own unique characteristic. But there is a common denominator. They're not coming in like Rav Hakol. They're not a standard classic situation. Why? Because a Cholol came through an Avera and a first generation Mitzri cannot marry whoever they want. So what about, but there's a common denominator over there in these cases that if a Kayan has relations with her, she's going to turn her, uh, apostle her up, make her into a Chalala. Rebuta says the same thing will hold true that if a Ger has relations with a, with a woman, she cannot marry into Kuhun anymore. And he learns out. That alacha a mehatzad, just like we find over there, from this uh, from this very halacha. Okay. Bottom line is we're we're follow, we're, we're following through on the tzadashava that we started out with. The last line, yeah. Okay. Yeah, wants to repeat the last line. Here we go. Malat tzadashava. Malat tzadashava. Let's say it. Can we say it outside? Let's say it outside. Says the Gemara like this. If you have a Jewish woman who has relations with a first generation Mitzri, is that permitted? Could she do that? No. Therefore, she now becomes forbidden to a Kayin. Since she had relations with a first generation Mitzri. Okay. Ready for this? 
you have, here's a Kiddush, a cholol, Jewish? Can a cholol marry anybody? Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, just... Right? The children become... Okay, if he's a male, the children become cholol, but he, he could enter any shidduch. Right? A cholol marries Yisraelis. Anything wrong with that marriage? No. If that cholol were to die, his wife is a widow. Says Rabbi Yehuda, she can never marry a kayin. The same way, that's this last line. Rabbi Yehuda says that Gernami Paisel Bibiusai Umaisla Masamadin. Rabbi Yehuda said, or let's go back one more line. Is that where you're at? Shekin Paislam Bibiyasam. If a Cholol has relations, or a Ger has rela- or a Ger Mitzri has relations with a woman, she becomes Pasal to Kahuna. So now, if she's going to become Pasal to Kahuna, you can't tell me that there's any sort of Chumrah that a Cholol has over, a woman has by being with a Cholol, over being with a first generation Mitzri. But now here's the problem. If we're going to say, this is the last step. A, a first generation Mitzri marries a woman, she cannot ever be with a Kayan. A Chalol has relations with a woman, even if she's a widow now, she cannot marry a Kayan. What about a Ger? A regular convert marries a widow. Totally kosher marriage. He's a, completely allowed to enter every Shidduch and there's no issue whatsoever. If you're going to follow a, a common denominator... And say, well, anybody who, if his category can't marry into Kahuna, anybody who has relations with him can't marry in. Are you going to tell me that when a ger passes away, leaving his wife a widow, that she can't marry a Kayan? Is that what you're going to tell me? Because according to your common denominator, that's what it should be. The same way a Cholo made it, she can't marry. The same way a ger mitzriza. So any ger that marries also. If you ever marry a ger, you can never marry a Kayan. Is that true? Answers the Gemara, yes. Rabbi Yehuda ger nami Rabbi Yehuda will agree that even the wife of a ger passes her up from ever marrying Kuna with his bia. And how does he know that? And he's learning it out from the same way I find by a cholol when he has it. So he says the matzad. If it's true over there, it should be true over here too. The Gemara was astonished. Really, I never do that alacha. So if you let's talk about a Okay, so we're walking away with is that according to Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, according to Yehuda's opinion, that um, if a if a ger a cholo the wife of any of these people, if they become widows, they become forbidden to a kain. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says ger. Going back to our Mishnah, he says that the um, if you have a, a ger that marries. A regular person, uh, you have a, a male convert that marries a regular Jewish woman. The daughter can marry anybody. Now, before we had, the, according to the first opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, she can't. Okay, the daughter of a ger is like a ger. According to, Re, to Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, she's fine. She could marry him. Tani, we learned in a price. You know, I know. 
all the women, you could let them live. Okay? This is when we fought against Midian. Maish Rabbeinu said, the, the young girls, you're not obligated to kill them. Says the Gemara, the problem was that if they didn't kill them, they were also allowed to marry them because they were regularly Israelim. But Pinchas, who was one of the people fighting, was a Kayan. And Maish Rabbeinu told them, you let them live and you make, they could be Jewish and you could marry them. But Pinchas was a Kayan. How could Maish Rabbeinu say that he could marry them? So you prove, this is a proof that if you have a, a uh, girl who converts beneath a certain age, beneath the age that she's fit for Bia, is permitted to marry a Kayan. And practical ramification of that would be like this. You have a family. They're all converting together. You have parents. They have one young baby, a two-year-old girl. And they all convert together. Can that two-year-old girl ever marry a Kayan? She's a Giyaris. According to this part of the Mishnayim. But if she would have been three, then no. Okay? Fine. But the Rabbanan argue. The Rabbanan say, any Giyaris cannot marry a Kayan. Why? Rabbanan, hechyu lachem, to live for you, doesn't mean to live with you as wives. It means lavadam ushvachas. You could spare their lives, but it doesn't necessarily mean that every Kayan can marry them. And therefore, they don't feel it's a strong proof. And they're going to hold that a girl of any age who converts is not permitted to marry a Kayan. The Kulon Mikra Echad And all of these opinions are learning out and arguing about how to darshan up the same Pasuk. Now, what's the Pasuk? It says in the Torah, Amana Ugrusha, a widow and a divorcee, Lo Yikachu Lahem, you should not take for yourselves, Lenashim, as wives. Who could you take? Ki im besula is Mizera Yisrael. You could take a besula who is Mizera Yisrael. Okay, referring to who could a who's obligated to marry a virgin, a besula, a kain gadol. Who's a kain gadol allowed to marry? I want not no grusha, but it has to be a besula zera Yisrael. Now, what does that mean? Rabbi Yudasav, Rabbi Yudas says ad the isle calls zera Yisrael. What it means is that even your parents need to be mizera Yisrael, and if one of your parents converted, no, you can't marry a kain. Mizera. You don't need all the Zera. All of what your father's giving doesn't have to come, Mizera Yisrael. Mizera. Mafilu Zera. Even if it's partially. Okay? So, as long as she's got some native, uh, you know, uh, native uh, Jewish blood, we'll call it, before, uh, even before uh, any conversions came into play, she's mutter to marry a uh, kain. You need to be, have been born Mizara Yisrael. You have to, your parents both have to have been Jewish at the time that you were conceived. He's teaching us that uh, as long as she was not capable of not being a Basula under age three, then she's fit to marry a kain. So we have all these opinions, and it's all about how you darshan these, uh, this pasuk of amana grushla yikachu lahem lenashim kim mizera beis yisrael, and four different opinions how to approach it. Okay. Amalei Rav Nachman the Rava. Rav Nachman says the Rava top vomit beis. Hi, kra reisha b'kain gadol v'sev kain headed. Now the Gemara, we're not asking on any specific opinion. The Gemara here is just asking on the verse itself. 
and it's, it's the, the verse is problematic. Let's, let's say it outside again. Let me ask you a question. The Pasuk started, Almana Ugrusha, a widow and a divorcee, okay? Lo yichulahem lenashim. You're not allowed to take for wives. Let me ask you a question. Who's not allowed to marry a widow or a divorcee? Which Jew cannot marry? Any Kayan? Remember, it says a widow or a divorcee. A regular Kayan can marry a widow. So when the Pasuk says a widow or a divorcee, you can't, talk, you can't take. Who's that referring to? Kayan Gadol. Because a Kayan Gadol can't marry a widow. Okay? But then let's keep reading the Pasuk. Then it says, um, and then it says, you don't take a virgin, me, Zera Yisrael. Okay, also, who's that talking about? Who has to marry a Basula? The Kayan Gadol. Now, if you look at the Pasuk on the side in base, you look at the Torah Arashali. You see base? Right here. Oh, in the Torah Asholi, oh, all the way on the side. Okay. Yeah? yeah. You got a good run? Yeah, yeah good. Amana Grusha la Yechulahem Lenashim. This talking about a Kain Gadol. Kiyem Besuah Zerah Beis Yisrael, only a virgin. Who's that talking to? A Kain Gadol also. Now let's keep reading the Pasuk. The Pasuk then says, Valmana Asher Tia Almana Mikayeni Kach. But a widow. Who's a widow of a Kayan, which means somebody who's able to marry a Kayan, that you're allowed to marry. Who's that talking to? Not a Kayan Gado, because you're telling me I can marry a widow here. So the end of the Pasuk, the first two thirds of the Pasuk is talking about a Kayan Gado. And now you're shifting course and you're talking about a Kayan Hedjit. That's the Gemara's question. Ask the Gemara who you're talking to. Okay, top line. Hi, Kra, Rasha Bekoyen Why is the verse starting out with a Kayan Gadol ending up with a Kayan Hedin? Amarle, he says back to him, and uh, because that's how it is. <laughs> that's why. Uh, the Kosav Kra Hachi says the Gemara, where else do you find such a thing? Are Psukim written like this? Amarle, he said back to him, and yeah, the Chsiv, I'll show you another Pasuk. It says, Vener Lekim Terem Yichbe, and the light of Hashem, Terem Yichbe, was not yet extinguished, did not yet go out. Shmuel Shaykh Bechel Hashem, Shmuel. Was lying in the Hechel Hashem, yeah, the problem is he, he can't be lying down because <laughs> only if you're a member of Dabra Melech's uh, uh, dynasty were you allowed to sit in that area. Otherwise, you know, that was your house. So you're allowed to sit down. Everybody else was not allowed to, and Shmuel's laying down. Yeah, rather, what does it mean? It means it's referring to Shmuel uh, lying down in his place. So you see, that even though we're moving from place to place, the Pasuk doesn't necessarily have to mention. It's the same way it's shifting geographically in this Pasuk from one, you know, from one geographical point to another. So other Pasukim also could start out referring to one type of Kayan and then move over to another uh, type of Kayan. Okay. Says the Gemara, okay, we're going to accept that answer. But I got another question on the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, The Kayan, a regular Kayan, could take the widow of, an, of another Kayan. Which seems to imply a Kayan can only marry the widow of a Kohen. Could he marry a regular widow? No, that's what, but that's not the halacha. So ask the Gemara, Mikayan in, Mi Yisrael, you can't marry the widow of a Yisrael? That's not true. 
Answer the Gemara, what he means is like this. It means like this. The widow of a Kayan of other Kayhanim, a, a widow, other Kayhanim could take her. But it doesn't mean the widow of another Kayan. It means like this. Move the comma. The widow, other Kayhanim, besides where the Kayan Gadol, could take her. That's what it means. Say again. Instead of it meaning the widow of another Kayan, it means a widow, another Kayan could take her. Who's another Kayan? Excluding a Kayan Gadol. So we're just moving the comma. Tanami Ach, we learned the Rabbis similarly. The widow of a Kayan, they could take. Yeah, which means the other Kayhanim are allowed to marry her. Rebuta says, um, What it means is that which type of widow could a Kayan marry? He's allowed to marry the widow of, uh, who's coming from a family of someone who's allowed to marry his daughter off to a widow. Which means, like consistent with Rebuta's opinion, that if let's say she's the widow of a ger. Let's say her previous husband um, was, uh, uh, was a convert himself. Since their daughter can't marry a kayan, this widow also cannot marry a kayan. That's Rabbi Huda's opinion. Rabbi Huda Rabbi Huda is consistent with his own reasoning like we just learned in Amar Aleph. To Amar he says, Bas ger zachar kebas chol zachar kol sh'atanaisi bita yatanaisi al-manasif kol sh'atanaisi bita yatanaisi al-manasif. Okay? See old Taka? A kayan, interesting trivia question. Can a kayan marry a widow? Answer is yes, unless, unless her husband was a ger. Rabbi Yaisi Aymer, two dots. Rabbi Yaisi says, af ger shenasi gerus. Even a ger that marries a giyaris, they both convert. And after conversion, they have a baby, that girl can marry a kain. Even if both parents are converts. The halacha is like Rabbi Yaisi. Which means, only a girl who she herself was not born Jewish cannot marry a kain. Any girl who's born Jewish, even if her parents are converts, can marry a kain. Even though this is the halacha, since the Mesemikdash has been destroyed, the Kahanim are machmir, and they follow the more strict opinion, not allowing the daughters, the daughter of two converts to marry Kahanim. Amr of Nachman, Nachman says, Amr lihuna, ba li malech maidim like Rav Lazar ben Yaakov. If a Kayan asks a Shaila, you know what the halacha is, we say you should not marry the daughter of two converts, Nasa, but if you already married her, we don't force him to get out. Now, after the base mix was destroyed, see, we, so you have to take extra precautions because we're not as good with, uh, with keeping lineage. And sometimes when, sometimes when we're strict, it's actually a sign of weakness. That's what's happening here. When the base mix was destroyed and now we're weakened, we got to be more strict. But when things were more in order, they, it wasn't. So bottom line, what Gawar is coming away with is halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa. You have two people who convert. After conversion, they have a daughter. After conversion, she's completely born Jewish. Really, me'ikr hadin, the, the, the bottom line law, there's no prohibition. There's no problem with her marrying a client. But the Gahanim have accepted upon themselves to not do it. Practical ramifications is, if they come and ask, we say don't. If they're already married... We don't say you're obligated to get separate. Okay. Says the Mishnah. Ha'imer b'ni ze mamzer e'nei neman. 
Some father shows up and he says, by the way, my kids are moms. Okay. We don't believe him. We don't trust him. Says Rashi, incredible. Incredible, incredible. Look at the second Rashi on the Mishnah. Short Rashi. Ain't no neman. We don't believe. Why don't believe the father? Dekarov who at slow. The ain't kosher lahed love. Fathers can't testify about their kids. Yeah, get out of here. What are you going to testify in court? You can't testify. Relatives can't testify. So a father shows up. You'd say, what? Well, he knows the family the best. He knows that, the, that he wasn't allowed to be with the mother. He says, I know when I would marry the guy, kid's mother, she was married. I, I had a relationship with a married woman, or whatever it is. We don't believe it. Why? Because you're coming to give testimony, you can't testify about this kid to hurt him. You can't do that. Okay. So, in a number, we don't we don't believe him. We don't believe him if he's saying on his own. Kid, on his own kid, right? But if he would just be saying on his the actual relationship that he had for whatever reason, he he could implicate then, himself. He can't Im- then, implicate. Right. Then when we believe him, yeah, you could whatever that whatever the you could admit about yourself. Whatever the implications are, you could admit and hurt yourself, cause damage to yourself. We're not going to trust you, even if, about your kid. You're not a kosher aid. Even if both parents agree that the kid inside the womb is a mamzer. Okay? We say, it doesn't matter. We don't believe them. Rebuta says, We do believe them. Now, which case is he talking about? Not so clear over here. Not so clear. Is he going in both cases? Or one case, Rashi over here says, last Rashi Mishnah says, Aresha Nami Polig, that it seems that he's arguing on both cases. According to our view, if a father says, My kids are moms, we will trust them. And if both parents say the kids are moms, we trust them too. What does the mission mean, even if both of them say? In other words, we said we don't trust the father. Why would I think that now that the mother shows up, we trust the mother? Let me buy, you're right, says Gemara, it's not an added chidish, but it's let me buy, Kamar, which means. I don't need to tell you that we don't trust the father to like Kimlei. Even if it's the mother, the Kimlei. The mother says, listen, I know who the daddy is. I know who the father of this baby is. And I'm telling you, the kids are moms are. We still don't trust them. And certainly, in a case where the kid already was had a status of being kosher, we don't trust them. Even if the kid never had a chazaka, the kid, the mother's still pregnant with him. And the mother says, by the way, I had relations with some guy. And the kid's a mamzer. The kid never took on a status of being kosher because we never met him before. He's still inside his mother's womb. We never met him. Yeah, he's not here. He never established a status of being kosher. Also, says the Tanakama, we, we, we do not trust him. Rabbi Huda argues. We don't, trust we don't trust the parents that tell the us the parents, kids are moms. Even, even though, even if the kids died alive. That's right. Wasn't born. Correct. Which means like this. Listen to this chiddush. According to the Tanakama, according to the first opinion, how can I ever know if a kid's a mamzer? Only if you have witnesses seeing bia, seeing znus, take place and then testifying about it afterwards. But otherwise. Uh, parents show up says, The kid's not a mom's here. 
Not a mamzer. We don't trust you. You don't need to talk about. You can't testify about this kid. Okay, but Rabbiuda Aimer Rabbiuda says Neman. We do trust them. Now, before we get to the next two dots, I just want to share something which is very practical, and I hope I'm going to articulate this well. I love. That the Gemara is giving us a right to not believe something, even when everybody involved tells you what's going on. I just love it. I love it. I think it's fascinating. Somebody told me something. I'll be vague. About Baruch Hashem, a different city. A member of a family was calling me slash advice slash slash help that somebody in their family was being kicked out of a school in a different city. And the reason given, I'm not going to say the reason, uh, should I say the reason? Why not? Yeah, why not? The reason given is that the, the, it's a Haredi school and the mother wears pants. And they don't want... They don't want uh, um, at carpool time. There are people who are uncomfortable. That's not the style of school that we have, and therefore there's kids in the school, and they're telling the kids to leave because of the way the the parents present themselves. And I told them, I don't believe you. I don't believe it. I I don't believe it. You don't believe... I, I don't, and I, I, I really don't. What don't you believe? I don't believe that there's a school, that a Jewish school, that would send kids out because their mother wears pants. Oh. I don't believe it. Oh, yeah. I, you, you could believe it. I don't care. I don't. I'll, I told the guy, I said, I'll help you as if you are, but you should know my brain cannot fathom. I don't believe it. No, I really don't believe it. It's a different, there's another reason. There's got to be. I am, I am sincerely convinced. Maybe they're using it as an excuse. I don't know. I am sincerely convinced you cannot be so crumb, twisted, messed up, chassid shaita, doing something in the name of religion when it's a tremendous avera, and you, and you run a Jewish school. I simply do not believe that that's possible. And I'm sticking to my guns. And I don't... And I'm learning this Gemara and I'm smiling. The mother says... The, mother, the father says... Mamzer. Says the Gemara... Well, well, we don't believe it. Well, then, get out of here. I cannot believe there's a school that would do such a thing. I don't believe it. That's it. Alright. <laughs> That's my... I, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of like... A, of... A, like a little chizuk over here. <laughs> Even when everybody tells you something, you're allowed to not believe it. <laughs> you're allowed to not believe it. Okay, learned in so Yakir. Yakir means that if somebody has a Bukhar, a firstborn son, that he recognizes. So that firstborn son gets more Yerusha. Yakir en which means you can show him to others. Says, listen, you can tell people this is your firstborn kid. And that kid's going to get a double portion. If you could tell everybody that your kid's a firstborn, you can tell everybody that your kid's got messed up yichas too. 
We don't trust him. Which means, you can help your son get double portion to start messing up his yichas. No, not, not happening. Not happening. We agree you can give double portion and you, that he's a bachar. We don't agree in the other way. I understand Rabbi Yehuda's opinion in the Mishnah who says we trust the parents. That's why it says the father recognizes who his firstborn son is. So he's recognized for the Bukhar, so he could be recognized in other places as well. Elder Abanon, according to Abanon, Yakir Lamali. Yeah, according to Abanon, what do I need Yakir for? Yakir means we're not relying on the father. So where does recognition come into play at all? Where do you ever come in with, uh, how does recognition ever help? Sometimes you can have other people giving you information, but you have situations where you need to be makir, you need to recognize the specific child. Okay. With, you know, uh, what does that mean? What it means is that sometimes when, when your family, Bliyai and Hara, gets together, people are familiar with you and they'll know who the oldest child is. But if you have a family, Shalai Yakir, have a family that comes rolling into town, no clue who they are. Okay? This happens all the time. Random people, I just had it on Friday, random phone call an hour before Shabbos. People pull into town, you have a place for us for Shabbos. Long story, whatever it is. I'm like, who, what, where, when, how? Got a wife, I got two kids. Is it really your wife? Is it really your kids? Like, what, how, what? You need yakir, you need recognition. Over there, then you could rely on the father's recognition. But in general, you're not relying on the father, you're relying on what seviva, you're relying on, on uh, what, what uh, people know about the family. So as far as which halacha do we rely on the father? Says the Gemara, loss is like Bishnayim, to give him a double portion. Says the Gemara, Pshita. But of course the fathers believe. You know why we trust the father to say which kid's a firstborn? Not because we're actually trusting him to say he's a firstborn. You know why we're going to give him trust? Because the, if the father wanted, he could give away all his money as a gift. So Migu, since he has complete control over his money anyway, the only halach ramifications of money is to trust him for that. Yeah, why, why would he lie about it? Why would he lie? There's no need for him to lie. Tell the truth and just give. Tell the truth. Let's say he's not a bachar. Not because if he's he, because if he's lying, he could lie and 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 give give to the second kid and the third kid. He has three three sons, so he could split it up whatever way he wants. Okay, so to give matanas, give matanas. Yeah, okay, so you have that migu at least. You have that. That logic playing on his behalf. But if he doesn't have a migu, if he doesn't have a sin, he's going to claim. So who says we trust him? Right. But says the Gemara, No, we need the Pasuk to teach us about property that came, back, that came about after he told us who, uh, you know, who his firstborn son is. So that property was not available at the time that he, that he identified who his firstborn son is. It comes on the Pasuk and says that he could give over a double portion um, to uh, whichever son he says is my Bukhar, even if it's not yet here, right? It's not yet available to be a Matana. According to the mayor, a father could give over something that's not yet here. So again, he has the Migus. Why do I need Yakir? He could give over anything that's going to come in the future. So it's Gemara Shanaflu Lai Geshehu 
the case that this will be a chiddush for the pasuk yakir is when the father inherited something. For example, he inherited something that came to him when he was a geisus. He was, you know, one foot in the grave, the other one on a uh, banana peel. And over there, he does not have the right to give it over. And therefore, the pasuk yakir lets me know that even in such a case, the father has a right to give his son a, uh, a double portion. Okay, we will. Hold it here. Let's stop by this Mishnah tomorrow evening. We'll pick up from the Mishnah four lines from the bottom of Ayn Chesam Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.